Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello. hello. We are in the midst of rain. I thought about building an ark, but my wonderful stepmom said no, the lumber would be too expensive. Well, not only that, I would say it's like Seattle in the south. Yes. Um, only uh, it would be more like a sauna because it is it's so hot and steamy and humid. So I guess we don't want to build a boat. Uh, we don't want to, to to have a worldwide flood again. No, that we don't. That would be quite expensive. That would be expensive. So yeah. we'll just deal with it and just go out with our umbrellas. Yes, yes. All right. So what are we talking about today? Marriage and unresolved anger. 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 The uh, anger. That makes me think of the Hulk. Yeah. The, the old TV show when uh, he would morph. Mr. McGee. Yeah. You don't want to make me angry. You wouldn't like me. When I'm angry. When I'm angry. All right. So let's talk about that today. Well, number one, when you're in a marriage, anger ang- anger in itself is not bad. Okay. I mean, God gets angry. That's true. And but he doesn't sin with his anger. He doesn't sin with his anger. His anger is righteous anger. I think a lot of times when we get angry, we kind of sin and maybe say things we shouldn't and lose our temper in a bad way. So... Well, yeah. anger is an emotion we cannot avoid. That is true. And, and should not try to. And we shouldn't try to stuff it or down. suppress it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes bad. But it can be very bad, especially, you know, I tell couples, if they get angry at their, their spouse, mm-hmm. uh, I encourage people not to go to bed angry. Matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter 4, 26 through 27, mm-hmm. uh, it says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. You know, some couples would never sleep, though. <laughs> that is true. I think we've gone to bed angry a few times. We have. Not many. Not many. We well, try not to. we realized pretty early on that we didn't want to have heavy conversations at night because we were both tired, and then yeah. the anger would build. So we tried to work around that and have, if we were going to be angry at each other, be angry earlier in the day. Right. Because, you know, your emotions run high at night when you're tired and exhausted and and things are said that you don't even know why they came out of your mouth. So, yeah. And there's just something about the night. Yeah, darkness. Because when we all over in Ephesians chapter Mm 6, we have Paul, you know, communicating about spiritual warfare. True. And I think something about the darkness and going to bed on it, it makes people... Makes it like twenty times worse than absolutely, it really was. yeah. And sleeping in separate rooms probably isn't a good option either. Dealing with that anger, yeah, I and think you should deal with it. Absolutely, you should, you should not sleep in separate beds. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, but anger is basically a confluence of fear, frustration, and hurt feelings. Right. It's a buildup of a lot of emotions. And what kind of things make us angry through the day? <sighs> Traffic, work, unforgiveness, work, children. Yeah. <laughs> And situations kind of, in the world yeah the news news mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like a plaque plaque mm-hmm. that builds up in your arteries uh like plaque like yeah and and only anger if it's if it's suppressed it, mm-hmm. it really builds up and cuts off that loving feeling with your spouse true yeah and so but there are four relational germs oh okay. germs so, relational germs okay um, and uh, that pro- they're progressive states to ruining marriage. Mm. Four, four, four relational germs. The first one's withdraw from one spouse. Uh, 
And, you know, it could be stonewalling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, We've talked about that before. Yeah. This, Will you explain what stonewalling is? Stonewalling case- is kind of just uh, cutting off communication about feelings. Right. So putting a wall up and yeah. basically being like a stone, not talking. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And the withdrawal, you know, going in your man cave or woman cave, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. People can even do this sitting at the, at the table together or on the couch together watching TV, it, it can, it's just, it can be an emotional wall. And I know at first in our marriage, I did that a lot of withdrawing because mm-hmm. I would go to go in time to myself instead of sharing my feelings. And that does build up resentment it between can. both. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It gives the devil a foothold. Absolutely. Yeah. The second relational germ is escalation in, in inflamed disputes. This is basically escalation of, of uh, arguments. Oh, so the argument gets worse and worse yes, and worse. louder. Oh. And ad hominems. Um, could turn physical. Gaslighting. Yeah. Um, not always physical. No, but, but it, could. More, it could. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's a sign that, that there's there, you're infected. Right. Yeah. Uh, third is belittling one spouse. Mm-hmm. Belittling, a, belittling a spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when we think we're superior. Right. Uh, sometimes instead of working together on a marriage, we're... Uh, competing or trying to win, mm-hmm. and uh, it builds a superiority complex. Yeah, and uh, it's the number one cause of divorce. Ah, yeah, that's what they say. Interesting. Uh, no, number four, le- the negative beliefs set in and poison our perspective of our spouse, mm-hmm. and this brings on resentment. Uh, this brings on enmity. And it, it really, really, this is where uh, a lot of this stuff sneaks in, like a serpent, very subtle. Yeah, very, very subtly. Subtle. And then uh, if you're at that last stage, I mean, you're thinking, oh, I'm just so wonderful and they're so awful. And they're, that, that's hard to come back from. It is. It is. Mm. Uh, the effects of unresolved anger in marriage life and life mm-hmm. uh, is staggering. Uh, it extinguishes the light that God gave us. Mm. Because remember in First John chapter two, uh, nine through eleven, it talks about us being light, true, and being loved. Yes, and uh, basically it smothers that. Right. Yeah, it's similar with unforgiveness because a lot of times unforgiveness is also anger, unresolved anger. Absolutely, absolutely. And it squelches individually in ministries and things like that. Spiritually, mm-hmm. it squelches vision. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts ministries. It hurts yes. our witness. And that's, I think, why so many times Satan will attack a minister or somebody that's in the ministry and his family, because it does affect their vision of where God is leading them in in their ministry. So, yeah. It creates um, unneeded conflict, Mm -hmm. unhealthy conflict. Right. And uh, if you can create confusion Mm -hmm. and create that tension between the husband and wife, Mm Uh, it's going to affect everybody. It Most trickles definitely. down. Definitely. It's in the church as a yeah. pastor, in a pastor's life. Right. Uh, emotional anger uh, grows and we become more bitter, more unforgiving. Um, physical health, it affects. Hmm. Interesting. It increases blood pressure. Uh, it's horrible on the immune system. Men who hold their anger in are six times more likely to die of heart attacks. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So you got to talk these things out. Talk them out. Don't hold them in there. Right. Yeah, it, that's not good. Yeah. 
Um, relationally, we, we begin to sabotage our relationships, mm-hmm. self-sabotage. We become, uh, we push people away with our anger. Mm-hmm. Unintentional. I don't think it's intentional. Um, and it really creates loneliness. Absolutely. Because if you're pushing somebody away because you're angry at them, number one, they're not going to want to be around you. Number two, no one else is going to be around you so or want to be around you. So I can see where you would get that lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anger is passed down generation to generation. This makes the, the fruit or the seeds of, of uh, couples, mm-hmm. Christian couples, uh, pass down that anger. Yeah. 80% of children divorce their mates who experience divorce in their own families, their mother and father. That's unfortunate. Because there's unresolved conflict. Right. And it does affect children. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah definitely. So what to do? Uh, so we need to be gentle with how we answer. We need to be taking this to the Lord. And, you know, that's hard sometimes because we're in such a, a, a fast-paced society that we want to be quick to answer. And, and, and that quickness, a lot of times, will take away the gentleness, I think, because we're just trying to get it done, get that conversation had. And that can can lead to tension and conflict. And this kind of goes back to our last podcast on forgiveness. True. You know, forgiveness is a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the Lord commands us to forget. Yes, he does. Uh, but it's not always easy to forget. Matter of fact, it's impossible in some way. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it can be an opportunity. It can be done. Uh, crisis, the Chinese people, the crisis is an opportunity. We view it as something bad, but uh, the Chinese culture used crisis as something good for opportunity. I did not realize that. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, even if your spouse, if you think your spouse is 95% at fault, mm-hmm. that person needs to just apologize and make things right, and you're only 5% at fault, mm-hmm. you, still, you still should apologize. You still should apologize. Because in a fight, it's usually not just one-sided. It's never. It's never. (laughs) It's not. I mean, because things are said in anger from both parties that cause hurt and hardship, and and it's not good. So, yeah, definitely got to forgive and apologize. And we need to release our anger to God. Yes. Uh, We need to give it to God. Mm -hmm. We need to, you know. Pray for our enemies. That sounds, uh, we, prayed, we said about, we talked about that. Several yeah, times. you can't be angry at somebody you're praying for. And I think if a couple is fighting and angry at each other, one step would be to stop and pray. Yes. And we've done that. We have. And it kind of squelches those feelings. Squelches. How can you stay mad at someone when you're <clears throat> praying to God? Yes. Praying to Jesus. Yes. And he gives that peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. yeah. He does. Yes. Uh, don't give Satan a foothold. Make sure you're angry. Resolve it as quickly as possible. Yeah, like you were talking about the four germs. When you first get like a a germ or a cut, if you don't treat it, it becomes infected and becomes worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that to happen at your marriage or your other relationships with people that have anger towards. Holding in anger is kind of like buying rat poisoning. And to kill rats, but drinking it yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That would not be advisable. (laughs) No. That's bad stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. But I think that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It only hurts us, just like unforgiveness. Right. Do you think they go hand hand in hand? I think so, definitely. They go hand in hand. Absolutely, because unforgiveness would lead to anger and vice versa. Yeah. 
And I think we have to go back to remembering Jesus. Yes. How, what did he forgive? Everything. All our sin. All our sin. Everything that has been done and will be done and was done. And Yeah. Yes. And so if he can forgive us of our sins. We definitely should forgive each yes. other. Yes. And a lot of times it's stupid stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. But you definitely. And, and, you know, there are times when it's not. But honestly, if Jesus can forgive, we most definitely should be able to. But that's very true. Yeah. And that's a sign that we're disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not always easy. Right. But Jesus never said it would be. No. No. And so, but I think through this, if in people out there, couples out there that are struggling, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus can take your mess, turn to a message. Uh, and, you know, this life, we're not, it's not promised to be perfect. No. Uh, marriage is not perfect. It's a perfect, it's a perfect institution. It's right. in itself. But the conflict is still there. There's two individuals in the marriage. But you need to realize that you are on the same team. We are on the same team. And many times we there's a friendly fire, mm-hmm. uh, just like in war. Right. It occurs uh, in marriages. Right. We're on the same team. We're on the, on the same team, yeah. so we don't need to lash out at each other. So uh, definitely so thankful for everybody listening to us. Um, send us an email. Let us know where you're listening from. Um, please be sure to share our podcast if you would like to reach out to us. Uh, Dr. Jonathan. Shout out to Australia. Oh, yes, Australia. We and got an email today that yeah. um, we uh, were like on top 75 in Australia, yeah, Christian. Podcast, so that was exciting. But yeah, yeah reach out to us, Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows OR or ORG. If you're looking for someone to talk to, please reach out to us. If you're looking for counseling, uh, I know one. <laughs> yes, I'm taking new clients, always taking new clients. But know that we are definitely praying for you. We, we're thankful for you for listening to us and uh, just hope you'll have a great day. Thanks again for listening. Take Bye. care. God bless.